Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of What's Your Fantasy Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm one of your co-co-hosts, MJ, with the side bros. Gentlemen, how are we doing this week? We feeling good about fantasy? Feeling good. Feeling pretty pretty solid myself. Good, you guys. Um, we're going to go ahead and get started with our icebreaker this week which is going to be our favorite brand of underwear. Um, see, I'm not really of a really underwear snob per se. I just usually go to TJ Maxx. Uh, TJ Maxx, you should totally sponsor us because I love you. Um, and I get just discounts, but I did just get a pair of these Perry Ellis um, like boxer briefs with like this soft cotton. And it's just, it's just soft everywhere. And honestly, they're my favorite pair of underwear right now, for sure. Who's up next? Uh, yeah, I'll go. I thought you were going to say that you just don't wear underwear at first, but <laughs> you were kind of leading us along there, Mr. Commando. Um, yeah, so I'm going to be very old school and basic. I like my Hanes, my boxer briefs. They're very comfortable. I know Steven's, like, his face is blown up. Guess what? They're cheap. You get a lot of them, and they're comfortable. So. Hey, you, you can, can get Hanes. You, you can get Hanes at a discount at TJ Maxx. There you go. <laughs> All right, guys. Here's the deal. Oh no. How often do you wear underwear? Every day. The entire day, for the most part, as well, right? So we're talking twenty four seven, with a few exceptions, but an underwear is an integral part of your day to day life, and it's really important that you show your body the appreciation it deserves by giving it some great material. So with that in mind, my favorite brand of underwear is actually Allbirds, which is a shoe brand um, for those that are, which not to get on a tangent, but their shoes are also great, very comfortable. Mm. Like their minimalist style of shoes is the way that I would describe Allbirds. So they're great, but the underwear it's just, it's like you're not wearing underwear in the sense that you don't feel the, uh, I guess, the elastic band around your waist. That's, I think that that's the key to great underwear for me is when that elastic mm. waist is just like, it lightly touches your waist versus it squeezing against you. Um, the special part of the underwear, I'm looking at the the actual the materials online and the specifications. Yeah, yeah, I think the special part of it is whatever this lyocell is, um, and also merino wool. I think those are the two things that make it so special. So, anyways, um, you can get them for um, twenty two dollars, fourteen dollars on sale. But twenty two is obviously a steep price point. But again, guys, we're wearing these suckers day after day and it's worth spending the extra penny to have the comfort that it gives you all right i've got several questions we'll start with the first one 22 dollars per pair that's correct Holy. cool so so i can get like uh i think 15 pairs of hanes for that so uh okay Look, and then uh, go on uh whatever that ingredient that you're talking about that's in the elastic sounds like it causes cancer um and then three, which I know that wasn't really a question, that was a statement, but three, <laughs> um, can you say the name brand again? Like, how do you spell it? All birds, like A-L-L. All, all birds, correct. Like flap, flappy wing birds, yep. gotcha. Yep. But uh, yeah, also, also, even if I can't convince you to pay $22 for a pair of underwear, which again, buy one pair on sale and try them out, get the shoes. I'm telling you, like you, both of you, like they have casual shoes, um, like you can get running shoes and like just like casual mid mid rise high rise shoes and like perfect I would say like perfect for like a travel sneaker because you know when you go travel on a long trip you don't necessarily want to bring a pair of dress shoes because it takes up space in your suitcase but you want like a sleek pair of shoes that can go with like any outfit All yeah is that pair so man if we need a new sponsor, I think uh, <laughs> I think maybe we should just sign up now. I mean, we basically did ad placement for him. For um, any new listeners out there, we normally don't spend five minutes talking about underwear to start the show, but uh, you're welcome. But listen, Actually. we do we do more than fantasy football here, right? Or um, great icebreaker, you guys. And honestly, I learned so much about 
Allbirds and their underwear and their shoes and their general statement, I feel like, from a very satisfied customer. Um, wonderful icebreaker. We'll move on to our next week, our week four recap. We got three games for you. Um, we're going to start off with the Rams versus the Colts, in which the Rams pulled off a W 29 to 23 Matthew Stafford 319 for one touchdown one INT Kyron Williams if you got him late in drafts he's continuing to eat for you 103 yards two touchdowns and of course another uh draft gem per se would be Puka Nakua with nine for 163 and one touchdown he actually got the game winning touchdown in um overtime um Anthony Richardson 200 yards two touchdowns he also added uh, a rushing touchdown for 56 yards, uh, altogether 56 yards. And we got Drew Ogletree, four, uh, three for 48, one touchdown. Mo Alley Cox, one for 35, one touchdown. Um, this Indianapolis passing game isn't really looking that hot. I mean, really targeting, I mean, I believe Drew Ogletree is a tight end as well. So Richardson's really leading, uh, leading on. Uh, his tight ends here. I mean, are, are you guys interested in any potential wide receiver? I mean, Michael Pittman, he, he has been pretty productive this year. Josh Downs, what do you guys feel like? I, I feel like this is the first game that, well, at least with Richardson not being healthy, like Pitt, Pittman was having some solid, a solid floor um, earlier in the year. Yeah. So I think that, you know, Richardson's first full game back, um, and they obviously leaned heavily on, the run um and like you said some of the tight ends but i i'm not i'm not counting i, I think Pittman can still be at, at minimum a week to week week to week flex and i think that he'll kind of yeah. get back to that wide receiver two territory all right great yeah i agree with that uh i think Pittman's probably the only wide receiver i would really want right now at least starting um for dynasty purposes i think holding on to to downs and maybe even Alec Pierce just on the bench, see what happens. Um, worst case in a taxi spot doesn't cost you anything. Yeah. I mean, Scott, flipping on to the Ram side of things, you have Kyron Williams on your team and what your fantasy, unfortunately he is in your taxi. You have lost a taxi spot since you traded Zach Wilson out of it. I mean, at what point do you pull Kyron out when you need him? Right. I guess that's an excellent question. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of what I'm basing it off of right now is if I need him, if, if the other guys I have currently starting slash on my bench. Um, so for our listeners, I have James Connor, Josh Jacobs, uh, and Jerome Ford right all now. Viable and starters. Then, right. All viable starters. Um, and we only have two running back spots. We do have a flex, but I've got enough wide receivers that I can backfill that flex spot just fine. So yeah, if for some reason I lose one of those three guys, um, or I, I don't think any of them share buy, so I'm, I'm not going to run into a bye week issue, but, um, uh, I'm kind of waiting and seeing per matchup, looking at who my opponent is, seeing if I think I need one of those boom 25 point games to win. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, maybe when I play Kenneth, I'll pull him off the taxi and give it a go. We'll see. Oh, we'll see. Indeed. Uh, when we we'll on to our second game here, which is, uh, the Denver Broncos pulling out the dub over the Chicago Bears. Weep womp, um, thirty-one to twenty-eight. Um, Russell Wilson, two twenty-three for three touchdowns. Jaleel McLaughlin, uh, the rookie out of Youngston State, seven for seventy-two, no touchdowns, um, but he did get a receiving reception touchdown, three for thirty-two, one tutty. Um, I think Javante Williams actually got out of here with a bruised hip. Um, and let's see here. Cortland Sutton continues to be the big target in the end zone for Russell Wilson. Jerry Judy, three for 52. Uh, Marvin Mims Jr., 247. Not that really impressive, uh, you know, outing for the Broncos. Um, the Bears, I mean, for all you Justin Fields owners right here, this was a, you know, how much, how big of a sigh of relief um, <laughs> did you give out? Uh, Steven, because you have fields in one of your redraft leagues, right? He went 335. Both of my redraft leagues, actually. Yeah. So, um, won both of the leagues this week, um, in large part due to Fields' performance. But yeah, it's funny, like looking at the the stat sheet for the Bears this week, it's like if you 
just saw this on any given week, you'd be like, man, this is a high powered offense. Like you got Kilo Herbert going off. You got DJ Moore going off. You got Cole Komet going off. Um, and it's, yeah, I mean, it, they, they looked, uh, looked explosive, but, um, I'm definitely proceeding with caution because the first, first three games, I think told us, told us otherwise. Yeah. And I mean, let's see, Fields did go for 335, four touchdowns, one INT, also rushed for 25 yards. Herbert, 18 for 103. Um, DJ Moore, eight for 131 and one touchdown. Cole Komet, 785, two touchdowns. And Herbert actually getting a re- reception touchdown as well. Um, did any of you guys feel the need to sell Fields while he was going low? Or is this right now an opportunity to sell him? Or three, I mean, do you feel like you should hold him out? Yeah, so I own him in one spot, and it's a dynasty league. So no, at no point was I considering selling him. Okay. Um, One, I don't like to sell low, but uh, he's young and should have a decent career. Yeah, it's the Bears. uh, No offense, MJ, just starting slow and not being good. Um, and, hey, we got and, the we got so far projected to get the number one and two pick in next year's. There, there you go. But uh, yeah, just like Steven, uh, Justin Fields had a good game, and I finally won in the league that I had him in. It's, it's the only league that I'm that I have a losing record right now. It's the Justin Fields league. I I will say MJ though, I I think in redraft as an example, I have a league that I have Fields and Anthony Richardson. Oof. So maybe I would be interested in you know, trading fields and getting a skill position player. Great um, move. This would be the, I think selling high right now is definitely, um, you know, he's obviously at his peak for the season, but I, I don't think I'm doing it, but I think if you do happen to have, you know, two top 12 quarterbacks, I think now would be a, a good time to, to look at what's out there. Yeah. Great points, you guys. Um, and we'll move on to our last game, which is the Kansas city chiefs winning over the New York jets, 23 to 20. We actually had a pretty respectable game from Zach Wilson here, 245, two touchdowns, um, Brees hall, six carries, 56 yards, uh, Alan Lazard, um, three for 61 and one touchdown and CJ Uzoma, um, Auburn alum, uh, getting one grab for one yard and a touchdown. Meanwhile, the Chiefs were looking pretty pedestrian in this game, especially with how good the New York Jets defense is. Um, Mahomes going two, 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 three, one touchdown, two INTs. Isaiah Pacheco did have a long of 48. He rushed for 115 yards and one touchdown. And Noah Gray getting the long 34-yard touchdown. It was uh, his actually his own catch for the night. Kelsey, six for 60. Um, honestly, what a rough game. And I mean, there's some a lot of questionable calls throughout the entirety of this game up until the end. Um, let's talk about Zach Wilson. I mean, do you guys feel like this might be a turning point for him in the season? He looked pretty good against a decent Kansas City Chief defense. I think on that one drive, he somehow got possessed by Aaron Rodgers because he, he did look really sharp. But then, you know, what was yes. it? The very next drive, he he let us all down again, fumbling his snap, and that was kind of it for the Jets. Yeah, just I had, as you both know, and if you are a loyal listener, you'll know I had, and I was very high on this New York Jets team going to the AFC Conference uh, Championship. Uh, just sad. Uh, what could have been? Right. Um, and really, I don't I don't have any worries about the Kansas City Chiefs. This was an excellent defense. And Kelsey's just getting even though he's had some pedestrian weeks, he's starting to get warmed up. And I think he's going to be exploding in the upcoming weeks. So can, can we can we talk about uh, Pat Mahomes sliding there at the very end of the game? Hey, like that that probably cost some people some games. Right. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. So, I mean, for me, uh, I had Mahomes was relying on him to get me. I think 23 points for the dub in a redraft league. And uh, I think I ended up getting 15. So the six wouldn't have done it, but it would have been pretty close. But yeah, it definitely made and broke some people's fantasy games. It's a game of decimal points. And just to, to tie back the Chiefs real quick to our last game, the Broncos, would you guys say that 
like looking at the wide receiver cores are the Broncos in a similar position to the Chiefs where there's not really a consistent starter that we have on the Broncos? That is a great question. Yeah, so I'm a Jerry Judy owner in our original Dynasty League, and uh, I don't really feel comfortable starting him um, week to week. I, I'm going back and forth between him and Jacoby Myers right now, and just me throwing Jacoby Myers' name out there should should say everything, uh, you know, on, on the Raiders with Jimmy G. So, yeah, I, I think you, you made a good point there, Stephen. There's not really a wide receiver you can trust on the Broncos or the Chiefs. Um, I mean, obviously Kelsey, but he's a tight end. So, uh, yeah, definitely going to be boom bust for all the wide receivers. I mean, on either team, it's just so hard to project what they're going to do or how they're going to perform with. Right. I don't both their situations. Hey, and since everybody else in the football world is doing it, uh, I mean, let's talk about Taylor Swift for a second. Uh, you know us as giant football fans, you know, we, we've known Travis Kelsey for years, but all of a sudden he is now becoming like a legit household name for people that have never watched football before. They're like, Oh, that's the guy dating Taylor Swift. Like, I think I heard something, uh, during the game Monday night, he gained like 900,000 Instagram followers in a week. Um, like from last week to this week. Uh, and then, you know, that's all the announcers were talking about during the Monday night football game. Um, the box that Taylor Swift was in, uh, Blake Lively was there. Ryan Reynolds was there, uh, just stardom all over. And I don't know, it's, it's crazy. This, this Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey saga, uh, I don't mind it at all. Like I know some people are like, oh, it's taking away from the game and this and that, but whatever, it's cool, man. He, he had a 400% increase of Jersey sales from, from Taylor attending that first game. So right. and he's the best tight end in the league and he's getting true. 400% like increase because the person he's dating is just that much more like renowned, which is crazy. Awesome stuff. Um, great recap you guys. And we'll go on and choo choo on down to the hype train with the fun train. Steven, give it to us. Choo choo. Um, all right. Y'all know how it goes. Um, going to give some redraft guys and dynasty guys um and then you tell me one jumping on the hype train two staying in the station or three not even not even thinking about getting into the station leaving the station um so Mm -hmm. let's start with our redraft guys first uh so cj stroud who is quietly a qb1 in fantasy so quietly scott didn't even know um, so you guys jumping on this CJ Stroud hype train for redraft. Oof. Uh, you know what? I, if I missed out on, is this probably like one QB? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Ooh, then honestly, yes, he's been sneaky productive. I actually picked him up on the waivers before the season began. Um, so he's my second, um, actually my third option in Superflex league. Um, which I'm really happy about. And based on the ability, I was actually really scared uh, for this matchup for him. I wasn't really believing in him against the Steelers, but man, oh man, um, D'Amico Ryans and the Texans continue to surprise me. And Stroud is having a season just less of Herbert's rookie season. I mean, he's doing amazing things. So yes, I'm on board that train for redraft. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to have to agree. I, I, obviously, super flex, 100%, uh, but single quarterback, yeah. Um, I'm probably not on the front of the train, probably more like mid-cart. But uh, yeah, based on what we've seen in the last three weeks, especially, like MJ said, if you missed out on one of the big-name QBs, I think you should definitely be considering CJ Stroud. Oof, now I'm torn. I'm not going to lie, guys. I was I was thinking about staying in the station – but choo choo choo. There's no way I can leave my guy behind. So that's going to be three chews. I'm going to jump on. Y'all help me get the hype there. I'm going to jump on the CJ Stroud hype train. He's seems cool, calm and collected. And, um, I think a I think a top 12 finish is, is definitely in the realm of possibilities. Um, all right, maybe an easy one, but, uh, Nico Collins for the Houston Texans currently top 10 and scoring right now for redraft. Are y'all jumping on, the hype train and and we'll say i I think when we say hype train like well at least i'll give some background here 
he's uh flex player better for wide receiver. Absolutely. I've been on Nico Collins since last year because there was no one else. Uh, of course, they drafted Tank Dell, but listen, that guy is he if you watch the game, he outmuscled and he outworked uh those Pittsburgh cornerbacks and secondary uh this past week. And he's earning his chops. I mean, now I feel like I don't know how consistent that'll be because last week Tank Dell had a crazy mm-hmm. game. Right. But listen, Nico is looking better than advertised, even better than I thought he would be. So yes, I'm on that hype train too. All aboard it, baby. Yeah, I, I'm coming around. Um, you guys know I was probably of the three of us the least in on Nico Collins. I definitely was higher on like John Meche, uh, Meche, uh Tank Dell. I mean, even when Bobby Trees landed in Houston. Um, I thought that would take away from Nico, but he's definitely rising as the number one guy in that offense. Um, and yeah, I think for Rejaf especially, got to be on the train. Choo choo choo! Let's go three, three choos again. Yeah, I, I right now I think he's the number one guy in that offense. And if we're saying CJ Stroud is he's got the hype, then he's got a number one receiver that is going, going right along with him. So I'm there. Um. Next up, an oldie, but a goodie, maybe? Uh, Adam Thielen, what do you guys think? Oh. You know, he put, I am I am at the station. At the station. I'm at the okay. station. Okay. And I'll tell you why. Mainly because, number one, uh, t- as of today, the Panthers have put out a statement for the NFL that they are looking for a wide receiver capable of reaching alpha numbers. Um, and if anything, that good point. Yeah. Who, which they signed feeling on to be that, that receiver to an extent, or at least the safety blanket for Bryce young. And once again, he had put up respectable numbers this week. I'm staying at the station, however, because it is that Carolina offense is just too hot, too cold sometimes. Yeah. MJ pretty much stole by thunder there. Um, I actually drafted Thielen uh, late in our What's Your Fantasy Dynasty startup. Uh, I've since traded him in a package. Um, I also got him for a dollar in a redraft league um, and have since dropped him for better assets. But uh, yeah, I'm also in the station, just like MJ, mainly because that news that came out that they're looking for somebody better. And, you know, we thought Thielen was. The safety valve weeks two and three looked amazing. Um, the Panthers, though, don't trust them as an offense. And uh, yeah, I mean, feeling I think he's starting to age out, unfortunately. Choo! That's right, guys. I am the lone chew on the hype train for Adam Thielen. MJ, I'm not going to lie. You almost convinced me again to, to get off. Actually, to, I guess the opposite this time, but to get off the train. But yeah, I I just I, I the the rumors are there, but. If the Panthers are having a losing season, I just don't know if they're going to be giving up a ton of a- assets midseason to go and get an alpha wide receiver to just kind of sit there and collect dust. So mm-hmm. um, I think Thielen could be feasible through the end of the year. And shockingly, in our uh, at least what's your fantasy sleeper scoring, he's tied number 10 with Amon Ross mm-hmm. Brown for wide receivers on the season. So um yeah, I'm I'm Point. on the hype train in in redraft right now for the end of the season. Um, our last redraft guy, DeAndre Swift, running back for the Philadelphia Eagles. Hey, no question, I'm on the train. No question, Scott. I, yeah, I think I'm definitely more on the train in redraft for Swift than for yeah. Dynasty for Agreed. sure. Um, yeah, kind of, he's had a renaissance, if you will. Uh, Ride the hot hand, yeah, baby. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I kind of actually hate it as a Hertz owner because they actually have somebody else that can run it in now inside the uh, inside the red zone. But let's keep doing the tush push on the one, please. We need the six points. Need the six points. Choo choo choo. Yeah, I think that's a pretty easy one. Uh, top ten in RB scoring right now, and um, I think they'll continue to to stick with the hot hand and run it with him. Um, We'll just do just a couple of uh, dynasty guys. Uh, okay. First, Michael Wilson on the Arizona Cardinals uh, had a big game last week. Um, I guess this is his second season uh, out of Stanford. 
Um, wait, is it is this, is he a rookie? Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't know why I thought it was the second season, but anyways, uh, yeah. What do you guys think for Dynasty? Jumping on the hype train, um, Scott, you can go first. <laughs> All right, I'll go first. I've been uh, so excited. Think... So <laughs> no, you're good, man. I think I'm going to uh, hang in the station. I'm definitely not leaving the station, but uh, one Cardinals. I there's not enough to go around in that offense right now. I think uh, after Hollywood. Uh, and Rondell Moore, um, there's just not a lot left. And James Conner takes a lot, too, uh, out of the backfield. Um, so I'm, I'm waiting and seeing on Michael Wilson. Yeah, I'm definitely waiting at the station as well. I'm going to agree on that. And um, at any point, any one of these pieces of offense is going to pop off, or I just don't think it's as predictable. Now, in Dynasty, you're right. This is a Dynasty setting we're talking about here. I, I'm I'm going to stay at the station. Actually, I'm going to stay convicted. I'm going to stay convicted until he proves more than just one two touchdown breakout. Yep, I am. I'm at the station as well. Um, need a lot more to prove it there. Um, Romeo Dubs on Dobbs on the Packers uh, dynasty hype train. What do y'all think? So I think there's a lot to read into this. Um, Christian Watson's been hurt. And this last game was his first game of the season on a snap, uh, and he was count. On a snap count. Exactly. Um, we need to see a game with Christian Watson fully healthy, not on a snap count to make a accurate or more informed decision here. But I think, um, I think I'm at least on the caboose here. I've seen enough that like he's producing for you. Uh, at the very least you can, throw him on your dynasty bench. Uh, so I'm on the caboose. Yeah, I'm gonna, Ooh, this is tough because if you look at the game, if you watch the games, honestly, he has the best rapport with Jordan love right now. He really honestly does. But I, with this young team, I'm going to have to say, I'm going to like lead the station, um, for dubs leave. Not even uh, staying in the station. No, I, there's just so much receiving talent there. Christian Watson, Jaden Reed has been getting touchdowns. Uh, Luke Musgrave. I mean, even Zontavian Wicks. Um, I mean, this is, um, to me, it's going to be, unless you have invested heavily in like Watson or anything, um, I just don't see a clear situational, like how these players are all going to play out on the, when they're all together, who's really going to get the bulk of the, uh, you know, targets here when everyone has been performing. So, uh, not, I'm not going to be at that station. Maybe shocker of the day, but look, I, this may be the situation where I just want to get on the, the train before it's cool, but I don't know. I'm, uh, I'm still proceeding cautiously with Jordan love being a thing and growing into a good quarterback. And if that's the case, I, th- I think that he could be able to, he could support two wide receivers and Dubs Dobbs has 25 targets over the past couple of games, which is an insane target share. You know, a- again, knowing Watson hasn't been, been there, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to jump on the hype train and hope uh, cross my fingers that he actually can, can be something. So, um, so that that's a choo choo. I was oh, on the boost. Okay, well, the caboose is, that doesn't <laughs> count. You're either back on, the, of the, train. on the train. You can't, you can't choose where you go on the train. Listen, the trains are very long. <laughs> trains are very long, okay? That you could be no, on or off. At the front, you could on be back at the caboose. I'm just saying, like, I'm not as convicted, but I'm on the train. I'm not going to let it pass me by. All right, well, then a corrected choo-choo. Um, and then <laughs> last, last one, let's do a rapid-fire round. Baker yes. Mayfield setting dynasty. Yes. On the train. On the train. Man, y'all, y'all, y'all went faster than I expected. <laughs> rapid fire. Um, oh, well, listen, he's, he's doing better than expected um, than anybody expected. I think they're first place in, uh, in the NFC South uh, with three of one. So uh, with the ability to like chuck it to Mike Evans. Yeah, he was out, but Chris Godwin filled in admirably. Um, yeah, I'm in on it. Choo, choo, choo. All right, you convinced me. I'm on board. Um, cheap, cheap too. Really cheap. 
yeah, I think especially with Dynasty Superflex, he can be a really, really solid QB too. So um, let's get it. Uh, all right. With that, I'm going to turn it over to MJ with a new segment, Fantasy Forecast. Oh, yeah, baby. Um, welcome, you guys. I had this uh, this segment popped up in my brain while I was actually doing my job or working with patients. But I could, I could all I could think about was... What if I did a fantasy forecast, uh, link it with the weather? I hope you guys enjoy. So it is Weatherman MJ here, giving you guys a forecast, a fantasy forecast for three games this upcoming week. Now, I base this off of betting lines, everybody, um, and expected points, projected point totals. So our first game will be the Eagles visiting the Rams in Inglewood, California. I'm seeing nothing but clear skies but a strong deluge of touchdowns over at LA this weekend uh, with Philly coming to town. Uh, pe- people you should definitely target uh, Jalen hurts with that tush push. AJ Brown um, really popping off this past game. Finally, maybe they're finally in sync with this offense and Devonta Smith and also Deandre Swift. Uh, the Eagles offense is really humming. Now LA, uh, I really think this is a great chance to get in on the wide receiver room. Uh, Tutu Puka, uh, the Eagles secondary is banged up, and I think this is going to be a big, uh, larger shootout than we think it's going to be. Um, our next game here is going to be the Chiefs and the Vikes over at Minneapolis. Uh, we have a Chief front meeting a Viking front, creating a perfect storm here, perfect storm system. You definitely want any piece of, well, the major pieces of the Chiefs. So, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. Isaiah Pacheco as well. Minneapolis, with that strong uh, defensive front, I would say you try to avoid Madison. Consider someone who's going to, well, pop off, of course, Justin Jefferson, and someone's going to be available short, uh, TJ Hawkinson. I, I think I'd, I'd, I'd think to avoid Addison here, a potential another bum week. And finally, um, our last game is going to be the Jets versus the Broncos over in Denver. Uh, the when the weather in Denver is looking erratic, although the expected points here is around 40 points. Conditions for both teams are looking bleak. Um, we have a struggling defensive front with the Broncos uh, with an inconsistent offensive front from the Jets. Um, balance that with a stout defensive front from the Jets versus, well, whatever you can call the Broncos offense now. Now, missing Javonta Williams. Uh, this is going more going to be like a scattered touchdown scores here. Um, and I think it's going to go definitely under that point total. So I hope you enjoyed the fantasy forecast. Uh, we'll be back with you next week. And with that, we'll go ahead and scoot and boot down to Scott. Scott, what you got with MFK? Oh, that, that was great. Quick and dirty. I like that. Uh, oh, so- thanks, man. MFK this week, I'm going with stud wide receivers who have not scored yet this year, and it's painful. Uh, Jamar Chase, Chris Olave, and Jalen Waddle. MFK. Oh. Uh, I, I can start this out pretty, and I feel pretty confident about it. Mary for sure, Chase. I think regardless um, of the situation right now, the Bengals are running a essentially a first look offense, uh, first read offense. And as Chase ended his uh, well, ended his interview last uh, this past week, he he's always effing open, always. Um, so I'm on that. Uh, my friends with benefits is going to be Waddle. Um, listen, there's going to there has to be a balance. There has to be a balance. Yeah, Tyreek is super talented. Um, but what happens when teams start to tailor, let's say, to take away the rush offense? If possible, they looked explosive. But I'm all absolutely in on that offense for Waddle. And my kill's going to be Olave. Derek Carr just hasn't been exactly what I thought he would be. Jameis Winston, his first attempt got an INT when he came in. Um, so maybe I give it a few weeks, but for sure, Olave right now is going to be my kill. Uh, Mary Chase, easy. Um, it's definitely a little tougher for me between Waddle and Olave. 
I just saw that Waddle has 38 targets on the season, which is a ton. But give me the high-powered offense. So friends will bet you fits Jalen Waddle. I'm going to unfortunately kill Chris Olave. Uh, yeah, that's three for three. I agree with the order that you guys came up with. I'm going to marry Chase. Uh, I think regardless of the situation with Burrow, whether he's hurt, whether he's not, Chase is still going to be that guy in the offense. And T. Higgins is now hurt. He's uh, what fresh, fractured rib. Yeah, fractured uh, ribs. So, I mean, yeah, that probably means defenses might stack up more against Chase, but also it's, I think, just more targets coming Chase's way as well. Uh, Waddle, you guys hit it. High-powered offense. He's going to get his points here sooner rather than later. Um, and Alave, man, we thought Derek Carr going to the Saints, Alave was going to be the new uh, Devontae Adams, or at least I thought you know it would be a comparable situation. Um, and it just hasn't happened. And now with Kamara coming back, Kamara as a running back got like, what, 14 targets this past week? Crazy. Yeah. For like 30, I, th- I believe only 31 yards, but in PPR leagues, you made a killing. Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, but if if Kamara is taking that many targets away from the wide receivers, like that just hurts a lobby's value that much more. So, yep, three for three there, MFK on those guys. Um, Steven, mind if I go next? Go for it. All right, um, so these are some, uh, this is actually kind of tailored towards the fun train who is a firm believer in veteran players over rookies, I'd say 10, 11 out of 10 times out of the week. So there are new kids on the block, Stevo, and I know that you've been hyped on some of these players, but I wanted to see how you'd react to Puka Nakua, Devon A-Chain, <laughs> and I said that wrong. HN, my bad buddy, and SLP, Sam Laporta. Um, three different positions. Uh, I mean, let's say in a dynasty format. Okay. I feel like that's a fair caveat. Um, real good question. Real good question. I honestly, I think the kill is easy. The kill is okay. going to be Sam Laporta for me. Okay. I think just. Give me the skill players over the tight end, even though he seems like he's going to be running with the big dogs from the tight end perspective. So setting rookie tight end records, he's he's killing it. But I I think I'm going to have to kill him again just because I want want more upside, player. right? More upside. Um, usually I would take the wide receiver over running back in dynasty, but again, I if if all things go well, this Dolphins offense is going to be pretty crazy at least for the next two to three years so give me a chan as my mary and i'm going to friends with bench if it's nakua just because i think he's gonna be brought back down to earth with uh cooper nakua coming back <laughs> um but uh i think obviously i think he'll still be viable yeah. and so uh yeah so this was very similar to my MFK from last week uh, with the household name people. I, mm-hmm. I think mine was Devon, HN, Sam Laporta, and Zay Flowers. And I believe I said Flowers, HN, Laporta uh-huh. last week. Uh, yeah, listen. Another think, week under the book, Scott. I, I know. I, I, but I think uh, my order is actually changing. Um, I think Devon, HN is going to be my Mary. Um I think if anything, week four showed us that he's going to be the guy in Miami, which you and I called, you know, in the off season that it was only going to be a certain number of weeks. Stephen was like, nope, it's going to be Mostert and uh, Jeff Wilson. And here we are going into week five. Uh, HN is like ranked top 10 for the week. So uh, he's my Mary. Uh, Sam Laporta is going to be my friend, Benchovitz. Um, Let's go. I, number two tight end on the league. Uh, or on the league on the season, uh, maybe Jamison Williams coming back hurts his target share a little bit. Um, but I think he's still going to be a threat everywhere on the field, um, and a dude that you're going to want in Dynasty. Uh, and listen, Puka has been amazing, came out of nowhere. Um, but I think Cooper Cup is going to have that much of an effect on his target share that I'm going to have to kill him. Uh, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm at the degree. I'm at the degree with Steven here. It's going to be uh, a Chan right here. Nakua SLP. 
um, Achan. Although I do have to say, I did think that it would be mid season, mid to end season that uh, Achan would break out. I did not expect him to be so well integrated. Now, if you guys, if you guys listeners uh, don't know, um, this is a branch of the uh, Shanahan system, which is what is run by the 49ers. So they value, they value fast players who can hit the hole um, for these outside zone runs. And that's what Achan, I mean, fits perfectly into. And it's, it's worked better than I could think of. Um, Nakua, listen, in a dynasty format, I, he's shown the production without cup and you know what two years let's say however long the rest of cooper cups beautiful career goes on uh i think naku is going to be continue eating up there so he's going to be in my friends with bench fits listen and i still love slp i've been behind slp for a long time but just in this circumstance this guy you've been in this corner (laughs) longer than anyone else yeah baby um all right guys i accidentally gave a little easter egg earlier in the show but i got three chiefs wide receivers for you um oh no (laughs) we got uh rashi rice who has 13 receptions on 19 targets we have sky moore who has seven receptions on 15 targets and we have Kadarius tony who has nine receptions on 13 targets so um Tony tied with uh, Justin Watson for targets. Um, but other than that, these are the top three in targets. Um, and then plus or minus four receptions from one another. So all all kind of pretty close. But uh, who do you guys got? Rice, Moore, Tony? Oh, this is really tough. Uh, and I'm trying to take my bias out of it because I have Sky Moore in one of our dynasty leagues. Um, I think I'm going to marry Rasheed Rice. Uh, I think he's had more, how do you say this, high-value targets. I've yeah. seen him get better looks in the end zone. Um, and then, like, he seems to be a guy that Mahomes, other than Kelsey, targets on, like, third downs or, like, hey, we we need the yardage plays. Um, got a friend who benefits Sky Moore. Definitely not going to kill him. Uh, he is, you know, in addition to the targets he's getting, he's getting – a lot of end around plays um, where he'll line up outside, go in motion, and um, he'll get the ball and get uh, no yards. Okay, that happened like once, but most of the plays he's getting, he's getting a handful of yards at least. Um, I think it's just a matter of time before he breaks one open too for a big play. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm still out on Tony. Week one was all I needed to see to be out on him indefinitely. Yeah, I'll. I'm actually have to agree with you, Scott. Um, yeah, Rice has at least shown up and has been looked to in clutch situations and has actually, uh, performed. Um, now I, I, Tony's an easy kill for me other than his extremely blunder filled week one. Uh, we haven't heard any news about him and I'm happy about that. Let it stay that way. I mean, he just, uh, he is a shot in the dark, a true shot in the dark. And if you want to be on this offense, I'd rather be in on Rasheed Rice and my friends with Ben Shavitz, Sky Moore. Yeah, it's going to be three for three. I'm in agreement. Um, I'm always, I'm looking at targets. That's a big indicator for me. And I want the guys that have the most targets and with Rasheed Rice leading the team, um, I'll take him as my Mary. And then more, I think just with the upside, Friends of Betchafitz, and then I was a big Tony supporter and hopeful, but I, I can't can't do it anymore. Um, he's he, I think I've I've lost almost all faith, so gotta kill him. Um, great round of MFK guys. I'm gonna get it back to MJ for a killer on the clock. Oh, thanks, man. So listen, um, this is actually centered. I'll go ahead and tell you guys this is centered around the same team. Uh, who'd like to go first? And I'll give you your option. Okay. Okay. Let's go, baby. So one, uh, I'll give you a hint. It's either redraft or a trade. Those those are the categories, redraft yeah, or trade? Redraft or trade. Okay. Well, I'm going to be nice and take redraft since Scott can't not do a trade. <laughs> 
Okay, perfect. I, I want to trade so bad. Thank you. Okay, perfect. So this is centered around the Carolina Panthers. Okay, you're going to have 45 seconds for this, and it might be easy for you. So the question is, even though Bryce Young went number one overall to the Panthers, he has yet to acclimate to the NFL. Meanwhile, the players drafted after him, QBs most notably C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richardson, have been able to put up very respectable numbers early. You're Carolina's GM, and you have the first pick in the 2023 redraft. Who are you taking and why? 45 seconds. All right, so if I am the GM for the Carolina Panthers and I got to go back, I can't stick with Bryce Young as the number one overall pick, and I feel like I got to go with C.J. Stroud based off of what we've seen to date. Um, obviously from like a fantasy perspective, Anthony Richardson looks awesome. Um, but CJ Stroud, I think is a more prototypical quarterback and, and I'm not going to be one to say that dual threat quarterbacks can't, you know, have careers like long careers, but CJ Stroud's gonna, I think be able to stay healthier for long. I mean, Richardson's already been injured. So can be Stroud with a number one overall pick. Okay, great. Um, what kind of separates that other than his production? I mean, you, do you really think that extra, what, he's six, uh, six one, six one? you think those extra couple of inches help him that much? Or what do you think it is? Just his intangibles, his accuracy? I honestly have no clue. I It seems like Bryce Young is supposed to be the wonder kid. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I don't know. I feel like CJ Stroud may just get it. And... I think sometimes it just clicks sooner for some guys than others. And uh, if yeah, it, definitely more excited to have Stroud performing for your team right now. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. So Stroud is six three and Young is five ten. Ooh, six three. Excuse me, Stroud. I'm sorry. Um, great answer, Steve-O. Uh, Scott, you ready? Let's do this trade. Okay, baby. Hey, listen. So the Panthers have made it known they want to trade for a wide receiver with the ability to be an alpha. You're the GM of the Panthers here. Who are your top two targets um, and why? 45 seconds. Uh, I'm glad we kind of talked about this a little bit earlier. I, I definitely have one in mind, um, and that's T. Higgins. Um, I think he gets shadowed a little bit by Jamar Chase in Cincinnati, and I think he can step in to an offense like the Panthers and easily be the alpha, be the guy. Yes, he currently is injured, um, but I think since he would also be a good trade partner uh, based on their record right now and the possibility of them not going anywhere. Um, secondary, I think I got to go with the other name that was thrown out there just because he's another number two on a team that could easily be a number one for the Panthers, and that's got to be Jalen uh, uh, Waddle. Oh. Um, I think same, same situation, but I don't think the Dolphins would actually trade him is the difference. Okay, great. Yeah. T Higgins, T Higgins is the name that's been thrown up by a lot of well, analysts currently. I mean, how likely do you guys think that trade's going to happen? I mean, T's ready for an extension, uh, this next year. Yeah. Like I said, I, I just don't see, I don't see the. Panthers paying what it would take to get him um, mid-season. And then for the Bengals, I mean, I know that their season's not working out for them, but these they have such a incredible and such an incredible core um, of quarterback and receivers. I mean, when you compare what they have compared to the Chiefs, you know, the Chiefs are actually getting it done. It's just like, why would you give up that advantage and and let one of your, your top guys go? So I, I don't see it happening. Well, it's because he's due for a big paycheck. They're not going to be able to pay him. They just paid Joe Burrow. They're going to be paying Jamar Chase, like for sure. Like somebody is not getting paid, and it's likely T. Higgins. Like, I think he is an easy target and someone that Cincy would be willing to deal. Mm. Great points all around, you guys. Um, Steven, fun train. Play that funky music, white boy. Um, give us that jukebox, baby. Duke. All right, guys, we are back to a couple of Billboard Hot 100 hits. First song is Slime You Out. 
which is a song by Drake featuring SZA. And if you guys are wondering what Slime You Out means, as I was before researching uh, last night, uh, it means, from my reading on Reddit, um, it means, you know, your significant other, partner, etc., cetera, um, is using, you are using your significant other, partner, etc., to your advantage before kicking them to the road usually because they did you wrong previously. So basically like they did you wrong. You want to get back at them. So you're going to use them, but then again, toss them to the side. So that's kind of what slime you out means. Mm-hmm. Um, so now that you have the context, what player who has done you wrong before, are you maybe going to put in your lineup for one to two weeks to get max benefit before either benching them or trading them before it's too late? Oh, it's this one's easy for me. Um, and this this sounds like a really wholesome song that you should probably let your kids listen to. But uh, <laughs> Najee Harris, I think matchup based, there might be one or two more games where it makes sense. And listen, the volume's there. Um, and we've seen it in the past, but I think it's about time for him to be benched or kicked to the curb. And really, really good. I've, pick. I've been trying. Yep. As assuming assuming he does well with the matchups, I think that's a, that's an excellent choice. MJ, uh, you know what? That's gonna have to be. Oh, that's a good question. Listen, I was actually riding pretty high on Elliot this this year, um, and, and I've been starting him consistently <laughs> um, in one of these leagues, and he just hasn't been really fitting the bill for me. That entire Patriots offense, actually, in general, just hasn't and although he he has started to kind of turn a corner i mean mac jones i don't think they can really he got benched this last week and i think really the only thing they can turn to is a run game if elliot can put up a solid couple weeks here i mean he's got new orleans and then he's got las vegas pretty decent rush defenses but if he rides high i can i'll I'll ride him and then see if i can pitch him out for sure so question for you brought up um Mac Jones getting benched. Now, was that because he was playing terribly or because the Cowboys were up so big that they didn't want to risk him getting injured? Or both? Both. He's the guy still. Definitely both. Yeah, he's definitely still the guy. I I think it was more so just the Cowboys were so far ahead. Um, And yeah, he wasn't playing well, but also it's like there's no sense in risking him any further either. Great picks on that one. Uh, next song is Seven, as in the number seven. Uh, it's Jungkook featuring Lado. Uh, lyrics are NSFW. And Scott, hope you remember what that means. So we're uh, we're just strictly going off of the title here. We're not going to go actually based off of the lyrics. Go ahead and take a listen offline um as it again is nsfw um but of course since we're going literal here we're going to talk about players with jersey number seven uh just so happens that we have two rookies drafted in the top 10 wearing number seven so first question in Superflex: would you trade Bijan robinson for cj stroud or is that le- is it at least a conversation right now Oh. Like straight up Bijan for or Bijan for CJ in Superflex. Yep. I I this is a hundred percent depends. It depends on the makeup of your team and the makeup. No, of the we're other talking team. in the vacuum here. There is no such thing as in a vacuum. Um, between the two players, I would rather have Bijan. Um, but Superflex definitely makes it extremely close and it 100% depends on your team. Okay, well, all right, MJ, for an actual answer. Superflex, yes, I'm doing that straight up. Okay. All Easy, right. yeah. you're getting a... And I think Scott's answer is it's at least a conversation is what I'm getting to. Yeah. But he couldn't it's, break it's it. It's at least a himself. conversation, but I want I want Bajan. Well, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why really quickly. Bajan right now is the RB1. Okay. Now, even though you're giving that price away, you're investing it right now in a QB who is potentially right. I don't know what he's ranked on KTC right now, but I'm saying I'm thinking probably around QB twelve. Um, it can only go. Oh, up I, would, I would bet higher than that, right? For, for we're talking like dynasty rankings going forward. Yeah. Let, let me. 
So, listen, it, it you can't do this in a vacuum. It 100% depends. If you are a win-now team, like, and you have quarterbacks that are good or good enough, you want Bajan. If you are a team that's playing for the future and there's no way you're winning this season, yeah, I think you make that trade in a heartbeat. It, there is no vacuum. Like, it, yeah, it, no, it, it, it's, it's a question. You're reading way too much into it, and you can't not think about having Bajan on your team. So think again the your answer is that there's a, a conversation to be had um i definitely think that it's i i would i would highly consider it and again i have cj stroud um in one of our leagues i i, I don't i don't think i could do it based off uh, based off of my team but i think even if i didn't have them um it's a conversation ktc so, rankings he is qb9 Okay. Yeah, that's. I, I was kind of expecting that seven to nine range. So that and that well, let's let's throw the values out there too. So CJ Stroud's QB nine worth seven thousand eighty two points, and Bajan Robinson, running back one, worth eighty three eighteen. So he's worth thirteen hundred more right now than CJ Stroud for Superflex half point PBR dynasty. And as we know, KTC is trash. So I only put so much stock into that. As you know, you're you're literally the only person that says that. So, I no, I I just use you know my own eyes and my past experience versus a website with. And people that's that why you never make good trades. Um, all right. Next question is <laughs> more likely to finish top five, or sorry, let me rephrase. For this year specifically, is Bijan more likely to finish top five or Stroud top twelve? Bijan top five. Great question. I think, I think more than likely it's going to be Bijan, Bijan top five. Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, I feel like the quarterbacks can fluctuate a lot more. I, I was leaning towards Stroud top 12, but I feel like, I mean, I was the one saying that Bijan could be number one overall. And I think, I think he's still, I mean, He's doing great, but he hasn't hit his ceiling yet. So give me, uh, give me Bajal with top five as well. I think Lawrence can turn it around. I think Fields can turn it around. I think there's a lot of guys that we expect to be better that I think will be better by season's end and are going to knock him out of his current ranking in the top 12. Tough question, though. That's tough. And last but not least, who's going to be offensive rookie of the year? Okay, well, I mean, know you want me to say, but I'm not going to say it. I'm <laughs> I'm saying Justin Jefferson, even though there's clearly a number offensive one offensive right rookie now. of the year. Oh, offensive rookie of the year, <laughs> and, and there's obviously a theme here. It's between C.J. Stroud and Bajon Robinson are clearly the two front runners. I'm still picking Jefferson to be offensive rookie of the year. I'm just kidding. Um, Bajon, I'm picking Bajon, all all across the board. MJ. That's so tough, man. But listen, I just because of uh, Stroud, Stroud, I'm going Stroud I, as well. I, I voted in, now in our own personal votes. I did say Bajan. I did not expect this output from Stroud at all. But man, the QB spot always, man, and yes. almost always exactly. gets you gotta like, gotta lean towards the QB and. Um, remind me again who won it last year was it a quarterback i don't think it was oh yeah no it was garrett wilson who's a wide receiver so it doesn't always lean towards the quarterback. i mean wow great great point scott who were the rookie quarterbacks that were just absolutely killing it last year i'm just saying i picked Bijan preseason i'm sticking with it and after four weeks i feel good about my pick oh yeah all right, with that, we are going to turn it over to Scott with Fantasy Flash. Uh, so we have some bad news for MJ and myself. Uh, Steven went 3-0 this past week in Fantasy Flash. Yeah. So for Thursday night football, it was more fantasy points. Jared Goff or Jordan Love, and it was 12.4 for Goff to 19.64 for Love. Steven and MJ got a point there. Uh, the Sunday London game, uh, it was more receptions, basically the Falcons players, Bajan, Pitts, London, so three of them, or two Jags players, Ingram and Ridley. And it was 10 to 9 
Steven's the only one that picked the Falcons players. And Jerry and I picked the Jags. So another point for Steven there. And then Monday Night Football. Wait, what was uh, the receiver receiving scores from that? 10 to 9. So, so between Bajan, Pitts, and London, they got 10 total receptions. And Ingram and Ridley had 9. Pathetic. <laughs> uh, Monday Night Football, over under, five and a half total touchdowns. Uh, Steven and I went under, MJ went over, and of course there was three uh, off. Um, and so Steven and I gained a point there. So the current standings after four weeks, MJ and I are a full three games behind at five and seven to Steven's first place, eight and four. Uh, that brings us to week five for Fantasy Flash. On Thursday night, we have the Bears versus the Commanders. MJ's Bears, first time we're talking about them oh, uh, in nice. Fantasy Flash. So I've got another uh, teammate duo, if you will, here. So more rushing yards, Fields and Herbert, or Howell and Robinson Jr. And I will tell you, it is very close through four games. Fields and Herbert have a combined 330 rushing yards, and Howell and Robinson Jr. have 343, so 13 more for the Commanders, guys. I've already made my picks once again, so guys, feel free to make yours. Fields and Herbert, easy. MJ? Fields and Herbert. And I picked Howell and Robinson Jr. Uh, Sunday night football. This might be the game of the year, at least up to this point. We have my Cowboys versus the 49ers. Um, two of the best, if not the two best defenses in the league. So we're going to go with an over-under of two and a half interceptions. And now before you guys make your picks, I will tell you that the Cowboys defense has seven so far. The Niners defense has five. Dak has thrown one and Purdy has thrown none. So it's going to be a battle of some really good defenses and some quarterbacks that have not been turning over the ball uh, over under two and a half interceptions total. Yeah, I'm going based off of quarterback accuracy. I'm going to take the under. Good defenses, lots of pressure, over. I also picked over. I think the defenses are going to win out in this one. Um, I, I think D Dak... Love him. I mean, kind of love him. I wish he would stop turning the ball over, but I think he's probably going to at least once in this one. Um, and I think I think Purdy's going to throw a pick or two in this one. Um, but I, th I think there's going to be three total. So Monday Night Football, we have the Packers versus the Raiders. Uh, and we're going with more targets, Romeo Dubs or Josh Jacobs. And through four games, Dubs has 33 and Jacobs has 25. Jacobs. MJ said Jacobs. Steven said Dubs. I said Jacobs as well. So. Oh, no. <laughs> Steven, uh, please. Yeah, so I think Steven and I differed on all three, uh, and MJ and I were the same on the last two. So uh, we will have a changing of the order of the standings in some sort of fashion this next week. But uh, yeah, that was fancy flash for week five. Um, also we're throwing this out there to our listeners. If you would like to give us your fantasy flash for the week, um, I can send them to you before we record. And uh, basically we can read out our listener choices as a part of our picks as well. Um, so reach out to us if you're interested in that. But uh, MJ, close us out. Yeah, man. Um, so we are ending week four here, which has been an eventful, very eventful uh, fantasy season so far. I mean, as we continue to talk, if you are listening to our episodes, our opinions on players are consistently changing. And I would hope they would, um, you know, as we continue to grow as quote unquote fantasy analyst uh, on our in our own respect on regards um we hope to be providing you the best and entertaining um podcast and information we can give you um and we i'd like to say we're we're all three of us are continuing to have a lot of fun doing this so thank you to all the listeners uh scott steven thank you for your time um can't wait for this next week 
And uh, I don't think I'm facing either of you. So good luck. <laughs> yeah, I think this might be the first week where there's not a matchup between uh, like a pair of us somewhere. Um, so that's good. Uh, yeah, I wish, wish you guys best of luck here in week five. Appreciate doing the podcast with you. And thank you listeners, um, especially our, our consistent listeners that listen to every single episode. Um, we appreciate it. We hope you continue to enjoy it. Uh, please give us feedback. Um, if you listen as frequently as you probably do, uh, you have one of our numbers. So hit us up, let us know what you think. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Yep. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, if you got anything that you want us to throw out on the on the pod, please let us know. If you want to come on as a guest, um, we'd love to, to have people on occasionally. So please uh, let us know if you're interested in coming on. We'd love to have you. And got to give a big shout out to Dave in our RMC League for kicking my ass last week. I went into the weekend puffing my chest and his team, Shirley, slowly but surely uh, knocked me down and fed me some humble pie. So shout out to Dave. And uh, yeah, looking forward to some more competitive matchups this week and look forward to a great rest of the season. Yeah, you guys. And uh, once again, thank you to all the listeners. Good luck this week to everybody. Um, and with that, this is What's Your Fantasy, a fantasy football podcast. We'll see you guys next week. Sweet, sweet fantasy, baby.